0: So ladies and gentlemen, my name is Lez Steed and this is White, and this is Off Point at 30, um, the show where we go off point in life and off point in topic. Um, we're trying to keep things a little bit more succinct of late after a little quick run around the houses and my friend Toby telling me that it was better that with the later recordings. And um, so um, what today's topic is, feeling stuck in your career. Now My job, obviously, I'm a casual writer which means I'm a zero-hours contract. I think that I've talked extensively about my feelings about that, um, which is that it's not nice. Um, Obviously, with coronavirus, and we don't want to bring up anything too topical so that it ends up becoming sort of dated. But, um, you know, it's a fact of our time um, now, sadly, and we've monitored it from the beginning. Um, Having monitored it for like seven months now, it's exhausting. But it it, it has changed society. one of the things that I've noticed is that I've done a job that means that I've done a journalism job which has tracked uh, tracked the change of coronavirus and how it's moved, but my job as it stands is is kind of like um, on on a zero hours contract, which means that it's it's only meant to be a stepping stone before you get something that you can really call a career point um, There is no way up the ladder um, there is, but it's such a sort of very 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 slim carrot um and there's quite a bit of stick involved not that i don't love my job i do i'm in the right place for me for now but um but for now being the point and they don't seem to expect anybody to stay there for longer than a year uh, maybe two years at a stretch if you're having trouble um so how about you Marlon? what's your situation
1: i've been in my particular field of work or industry for about probably seven years, got now this year. This is not something I really wanted to do or ever plan to do. It's like one of those situations in life where you kind of um, you fall into something and you kind of stay in it for longer than you intended because just because you're getting paid and you're like making money, so you're just sort of like you just sort of in this industry, but you're not really that interested in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like for me, it's kind of the opposite. Like we're we're very interested in our industry to the point of being almost obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, like this for me, it was partly it was a job that I fell into because I don't actually remember applying for this particular role. I mean, I I applied. Right, I was nine, unemployed for nine months, and I applied for like hundreds of roles. I nearly ended up being a um, health and safety writer for some shithole in Oxford that was on an industrial estate, which was a bit weird. Um but I digress. My point is that yeah, I mean I like, so what's stopping you from changing jobs?
1: Um it's just you know that whole thing I mentioned before, like the whole like experience thing. So you leave university, have no experience and then like you're just looking for anything and then you get given a job and then you sort of get pigeonholed into that sort of that that job role just because you have experience in it and it's more it's really easy for you to kind of move around in that particular like field of work. As opposed to going to crossing over to another another sector, for example, and like do something there because they think for some reason that you're a complete idiot and can't transfer your skills that you learn in this field into the next thing. It's like it's kind of that type of thing. Because I could go for another job role, but they be like, "Oh, you have no experience doing this because you've did you've been doing this for all these years." As opposed to if I was to apply for a job role in the same um, industry of what I'm doing now, I'm most likely to get more of a more of a chance or even an interview. With other things, that I won't get an interview. But um, that being said, I've been sort of because I did business management and film studies in um university, so like the whole idea was for me to like combine both together and work like in the media in the in media sort of thing. So I've, since doing this podcast, I've been sort of um like coming back into it. This now that sort of me segue back, segueing back into it because I have all the equipment, I have all the knowledge of what to do. So I've been sort of getting back into it. I've been even doing a couple of freelance video editing um, work at, in, in my spare time. I so. mean, you manage
0: this one, no problem at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. all of the production value is all on Marlon. Yeah. I literally go up and write a few lines and then
1: mm.
0: we go from there and yeah. try and discuss things.
1: So, uh. so it's interesting now because I was speaking to my missus and she's like, oh, why did you just add that? Why don't you add that to your CV? And I thought sort of like, well, should I? You should. So, so, I have, so I, I've done that now. So I've, I've added it. I've added it to my CV. It's on my LinkedIn and I've been like, it's interesting, like, that's the one thing about having like ownership, Like, we own this podcast and this is what, this is what we have and we can sort of give ourselves whatever job role we want on this podcast mm. sort of thing. I don't know what job role you, you've given yourself, but I've given myself like executive producer. So I'm able <laughs> to put that.
0: But, yeah. I'd probably give a writer and like talking head or yeah. like, actually, no, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably give a host. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I'm the writer and the host. Yeah. You know. So I wrote this podcast, yeah.
1: <laughs> because it's our podcast, we can do that. We can pu- you
0: can put whatever on there. And now I can you can pretend that I was doing your job.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: like, you know, no one would be able to say anything because I'd I'd be like sitting there just quick. All it takes is a WhatsApp to you, be like, "I oh, mate, shut the fuck up." <laughs> um, like, if You get a call, you shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that's the interesting thing I've done now. So I've added that to my CV and just like added like a normal job. And um, now but now I'm applying for job roles in this sort of field now
0: worry about the fact that the nature of our podcast is just me bitching about my job um <laughs> so that i end up like getting no jobs i mean so hard yeah. and it's like he says making a living off it i mean yeah. you know it's not an easy living but making one anyway go on yeah. sorry i beg your pardon i, I didn't yeah. interrupt so yeah i've been slowly
1: segueing back so right now i've been doing a lot of freelance work i'm not getting paid for it but it's a bad experience so i've done that like, i've done that like editing for like one company at the moment looking to do some more for other companies mm-hmm. So that just about building up your CV, and it was, I think that was the problem when I left university. I didn't have any experience. I didn't know how to get experience, and I, part of me wishes I thought about this when I graduated. But then the problem is you know, like that catch twenty two Like when I when I graduated, I had no money to buy all the stuff I have now. For example, like the Apple Mac, the microphones, the cameras, just to be able to, and the software, yeah, just to be able to do this stuff from um, freelance. I wish I I wish I could have done it back then, but also I had no money to do that. And then when I got the money, you kinda you kinda get comfortable. So
0: I think that one of the things that everyone says about sort of um when it comes to getting a good job is as you say, I mean like it's taken you and I quite a long time, I'd say about ten years, to yeah. um be able to actually sit down and afford to do these things because we've been doing things that yeah. aren't necessarily one hundred percent related to this idea. Plus, I mean it's taken us a while to actually come to this stage. Yeah um and also realize that this is something that we want to do yeah. um i do think though i mean but i mean for me one of the things that i mean we're not doing this professionally although it'd be nice if we got paid to do it and um, it's it's one of those things that'd be amazing if we could both kind of you know find some jobs there but um one of the things i've noticed is that it, in terms of having a leg up um while I have been very lucky it is one of the things that you have to save up for to be able to do and yeah. you have to really commit to yeah but I find yeah. that we have to do that a lot more so than somebody who has like easy backing mm.
1: I don't know sometimes well, I think you have to go through things in life to sort of know what you want to do as well like you have to do certain jobs to like no I don't want to do this or to have the money or just to be in the position to do it you need to go through quite a lot of stuff how much stuff I would have wanted to make a podcast in 2013 I'm not sure you'd want to have made it. I'm not sure. I wouldn't
0: have known what one was yeah. in twenty sort in 2016.
1: I think the only podcast I listened to at that point was the Ricky Gervais show. I didn't listen to any other. Now I listen to loads. Yeah. See, I mean, I
0: don't personally listen to any. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I just do this because it's nice to have a chat yeah. with you. To be honest with you, but yeah, I mean, I so, say, I mean, I think we've gone off point a little bit. Um, what, what was the original? Oh yeah, getting. Oh yeah, the whole, the whole um career thing. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So I mean, we're both at this stage now. Is it fair to say that we're both at the stage where uh we are being a little bit stuck
1: yeah i'll say so it's just um i'm in this job it's all right it's not a right job i'm I'm not gonna say anything i work for a decent organization they're probably the best mm. in what i do it's a good job but do i want to do this for the rest of my life i'm not i'm not certain i'm I'm comfortable don't get me wrong i'm all right it's, it pays decent but it's not like what i want to do i like to be i like to be creative i enjoy be. i like doing creative stuff
0: it feels to me like we've both got kind of the opposite problem yeah. where, like, um, for me, I'd quite like to be paid more, obviously, um, yeah. because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm 20, I mean, I mean, I'm 30 years old, and this is the most of what I've been paid, and I'm being paid less than 30,000 yeah. um, pounds. And I, I think a lot of the problem behind that, when I was pitching myself, um, I mean, because I think that my problem is that I'm underpaid for the work, I, well, I mean, I I'd like to be paid more yeah um but do the same job whereas your problem is that you'd like to do a slightly different career path yeah um that that gives you more in terms of you know yeah. your personal fulfillment and yeah. and the money's not as important um uh, no, is that I accurate guess, i mean as long as it's within a certain bandwidth it, it's sort of it's sort of accurate
1: but um that, that's the problem now as well you, you you previously just asked about um what's stopping me from making that transition as well Also, Mm. that's one of the things that is sort of would stop me as well is the money as well. Also, I'm you said you paid under thirty. I'm paid over thirty, well over thirty. And um, for me to go back take a drastic pay cut, especially now I've got a mortgage coming up. I've got like bills to pay. I don't think that's. I don't think I could easily make that transition to take a like a ten grand pay cut just to do something I like. Especially in this position where I'm moved out. I've got I'm renting and about to do a mortgage. I don't live with my mum anymore. So I wouldn't mind taking a couple grand pay, pay cut, like two grand, even. but like a, a major pay cut, I'm not sure if I could be able to do that.
0: I think that's the problem with a lot of people, for the, a lot of people faces that, because um, I mean, there's comfort and there's comfort. It, it, I mean, one of the things for me has always been that, firstly, I, one of the reasons we do these recordings, obviously is because one day we're gonna have kids. Um, and I, I it sounds like a very romantic idea and I hope you know like that it, it works, but it would be nice for me um, even on a personal level even if the, even if we didn't do great with the podcast to have um, To have these tapes so that if I did have a kid and I died early because I ride a motorbike um, quit fast. So I mean the chances are every single time I get on that bike. I could die. Um and I'd like, I like the idea that, you know, like if I do ever have a kid then, and I, and I do die, um, which is obviously very unlikely, but you know, in the unlikely event, in fact, even just as a bit of nostalgia that they, it could maybe be what I was like when I was 30. Um, yeah. And you know, there'll be a few videos from when I was like 20 or something like that of me just going, Oh yeah, look at camera. Um in terms of career wise, I think that one of the things for me is that it, it's very important what you do um, and it's very very difficult when you have something in mind for what you want to do but um, you can't it, it becomes like the more you grow to try and make up the money to be able to do that the more unobtainable it gets as well mm. um, because at what point do you sort of say all right stop with the thing that I kind of didn't really have in mind but it turns out I'm reasonably good at um, because I've, like, seven years of training, of accidental, incidental training, um, and this is a thing that I might not be as good at, but I've always wanted to have a crack at. Um, and if you do that, then, I mean, because I think that my story is very different to yours, because you've always had this sort of, okay, I, this is my first job, that's led to my second job, third job, fourth job, whereas I've kind of dotted around a lot. I've gone from yeah. insurance to teaching, which is completely different. Teaching to journalism, which has a few things in common because it was English teaching, but I don't know shit about grammar. Um, yeah. You know, I and mean, it's all talent based. But um, you know, like, and I'm lucky. Um, I've been lucky. Like right now, for me, it is how much of my worth um, monetarily. I mean, when I was pitching my jobs, even though I was doing three people's jobs, even though I was a video producer, a photo producer, etc., 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 I still I still didn't value myself more than twenty-four grand Mm. a year, and so that's what I sold myself at, which cheapened me as a person, even though I was more than capable than most of the people who. Quick,
1: quick question: When you when you go for your job roles, do you tell them how much you want to be paid, or do they really have that determined? I wish they did.
0: Um, No, because corporations have done, or not corporations, but like it's it's a lot easier. Because mm. what they always ask you the same quote, um, how much you're expecting for this job role. Because they always, 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 all these fuckers, they put up okay, what they've realized is that if they stop um listing how much the job's worth, then they can get someone for cheaper. Yeah. So exactly. it depends on your self-esteem. And yeah. in my case, um in terms of you know, like romantic life and whatever, my self-esteem is quite high because I'm quite good at mm. it. But in terms of um me as a working person i still kind of don't understand i I think that very deep down i don't understand the relationship between doing what i did at university Mm. for free and pay to do paid to do this for free in university and then i do the exact same sort of thing but probably in less depth um professionally and someone pays me money for it and as a waiter i mean i was like when i first started as a waiter i was like holy shit man i'm having fun doing this Mm. um and as a barman, I love being a barman. I mean, like at any party, I'm the guy with the cocktails. But um and I love making cocktails, it's just it's that creative sort of like, fuck yeah, let's do this. I'm gonna give you something It's strawberry. It tastes like strawberries, but with a touch of ganache. <laughs> um and it's like it's like Pumph. Now go now, fuck off and be pissed. Um, anyway, so like this that whole thing that um what I'm trying to say here is that I do a lot of things that what I want is a career that's fun interesting and so i would want to do for free Mm. but because it's something that's fun and interesting because so many people want to do it um and because so many people would do it for free
1: yeah
0: they know that they can pay you fuck all Mm. um but fuck all doesn't pay the bills i think that's
1: very interesting what you said there because um my missus as well she she works in the private sector and um she's like a business psychologist and um, for all of her job was what she gets contacted, she gets contacted a lot through LinkedIn and other places, other recruiters. Mm-hmm. So they always, always like um, advertise the jobs to her and they never ever tell her how much it's that, that they're willing to pay. So they'll- Yeah, like, exactly. Well, she will have to go through the whole interview process and then at some point throughout it, they'll be like, oh, how much are you wanting to be paid? How much
0: do you want from this ro- yeah. for this role? And then yeah, you kind it. of have to pitch how much you think you're yeah. worth. Instead of them telling you how much they think you're worth. And,
1: and I think the problem is sometimes you might be working for a company that pays very low because that was your first job. And now you're like, oh, do I take the piss and say, I want 10 or 20 grand more? Which, which they, might be, they might have been willing to pay. You never know. But you, you, you kind of like you give a lower number than you would. You don't want to lose opportunity. So you
0: just yeah, say, also, oh. I mean, the problem say, is there is it shows how little you're worth. You, you think... Yeah, like your time is worth, and the thing yeah. is, though, that if I sat there and said that, but then as the onus is on you to not oversell yourself, yeah, yeah. So you as the person that suddenly lose all power because yeah. they're not telling you what they think, yeah, and they're expecting you to kind of understand yeah. what they think. But the problem is, that's so make or break because, for yeah. example, if like if you and then it just becomes some weird, invisible bidding war, yeah, where you're not allowed to see what other people have bid, yeah, and that's fucking corrupt. There's no doubt about it. That is fucked up. That is, some, that is some fucking mind games right there. I think that's
1: really messed up as well because when you end up in the, if you do get the job and you end up in the organizations, so you could be working next to somebody that's doing the exact same job that had the confidence to say, I want, say, 50 grand and you didn't have the confidence yeah. and you said 30 grand and now you're paid that much different
0: because. And now it's like, well, why do you want to pay Rise? Um, because the guy next to me is getting paid yeah. double what I'm getting paid. Yeah. I want to get paid the same as him yeah um okay yeah it's just that we just don't really know that because you know you've only been with us six months and um mm, 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 and it's exactly. this fucking co- corporate soft bullshit that basically says don't punch me in the face but we're not gonna pay you more mm. and really what we need to start doing actually incorporate with the whole corporate thing is start punching these cunts in the face yeah <laughs> um in my opinion we need to actually just sit there go, okay fine because i mean i was just watching a guy Ritchie movie and one of the things that's very apparent um in there is that the king gangsters are the ones who are a the cleverest, b have the little slick lines, and c have the fucking big guys behind them. Now, when you got the you know, and 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 the fact is, for example, I mean, is it that we're all still very much monkeys. I mean, one thing that can show you that is Donald Trump. He's a fucking monkey. Um, <laughs> he's an absolute cunt. But sorry, I don't like. Sorry, I'm being a bit more loose than usual. But um, I'm not a huge fan of him because of the way that he bullies people. But the reason that he bullies people is because he's got that whole bravado in the same way that a policeman in a uniform is more intimidating than a policeman who doesn't have a uniform. Mm. And the reason is because you associate that uniform with power. Yeah. Um, so power is actually a given. It's not actually a taken. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can dress to impress, then you have more power than somebody who doesn't. That's why better looking people are big movie stars, less better looking people are people like Steve Buscemi, very recognized, but he's a very talented actor compared to somebody like, I don't know that twat Taylor Lautner um, who played the, the world for whatever. I mean, he must be worth way more than Steve Buscemi is. Um, but because Steve Pashemi's ugly, Taylor Lorna looks the tits. He looks the part. Um, in the same way that we're all being sort of movie judged in a way. And I find it exhausting. Yeah. Um, I find it very, very tiring when, for example, somebody says, oh, what school did you go to? And uh, I mean, unless you've heard of it, but here's the thing that Donald Trump has taught me. It doesn't matter what, I write on my CV. If they try and prove it, I'll call it invasion of privacy and I'll sue the fucking ass off them. If they don't prove it, um, then I can bullshit my way through because mm. I'm smart. And it doesn't matter if I went to whatever school. So what I might do actually in the future, um, if I ever lose this job, if I don't get what I want, I mean, one of the things I very much considered was simply rewriting my CV just to bullshit my way through. And the thing is, though, that at that point, it's like, okay, so I didn't go to Cambridge. Fine. I didn't go to um, Oxbridge either. I didn't get a master's from Oxford either. But I just did a little bit sneaky around and figured out a few things and then named a few people. Um, But the reality is that I am still capable of doing this job and more so than the person who's underneath me, more so than the person who's above me. So what's the difference? Mm. Um, and I feel that in life we all get dealt some shit hands. Sometimes like things don't always go well, mm. but there's no reason why I can't fake it. And there's no reason why if I'm just as competent when yeah. I do fake it.
1: That's why I'm interesting. Did people actually ask you about school or what like university you went to? Well,
0: yeah, I mean it comes up. It's the first thing they look at.
1: But maybe it's what I do, but I mean like it's not. Either, it's sort of just a tick box thing. It's just like oh, you got a degree tick.
0: Well, okay. The average person looks at your CV for seven seconds, right? Yeah. Um, my ex girlfriend went to Cambridge, uh, one of them, um, and she was remarkable. But if you have buzzwords on your CV, we all know that it's a science. If you have buzzwords on your CV that these people are looking for, mm. then you might like to get ahead. Yeah. If I have a C- if I have a CV that says I went to a university that the that the random person who's looking through these CVs didn't go to, um, then I'm then I'm not gonna, you know. Then I'm, then I'm not gonna get as much of a notice as somebody who has, who they have something in common with. So your trick here isn't about, it's not about, um, about where you went. It's about where they went.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about, um, like Keele University, the decent university, but a lot of people haven't heard of it. So, like a lot of time when I when I say Keele University, to people like, oh, where's that?
0: Everyone got a fucking cousin that went there. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's the that's the thing about going to a university like Kiel, like not everybody's heard of it. So it's just like, oh, is that at the bottom of the league table? Is that where is that?
0: It's a mid range one. When we went yeah. there, it was number forty four, um, and yeah. now I think it's dropped a little bit, but it's always in the mid range.
1: Yeah, it's a decent university, but people haven't heard of it unless you've gone there yourself or know a cousin or somebody that went there. But for the mo- the average person's not going to know about Kiel University. No, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know about Kiel University until I ended up in my search when I was looking on UCAS.
0: I only found out about it because yeah, my yeah. mum's cousin went there. But then again, I mean, yeah. everyone's cousin went there. And it's weird.
1: When I was going to uni, I was only going to do the business studies. That's what I was going to do. So I was looking at business studies. But then um, I just randomly started doing um, media and film as an A level. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, that would be a shame to dro- completely drop them now. So I decided to type bo- both in the UCAS randomly one day. And um, that's all these deals on those degrees started coming up.
0: Do you think that that's to that Googling? Because I mean, I think that in that way they are very intelligent. Because if if they have to, okay, so so for the record, um, kill university does pride itself on the fact mm. that it has dual honors degrees. So technically, yeah. but Marlon and I have two two bachelor's degrees. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Technically. Yeah. Um, they are both equally qualified. You know, like they're both equally. Uh, there's no minor major. They're both yeah. majors. Um, so they're both west, west
1: in, the same. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I've got a first in in criminology and probably two one in psychology, but overall the average is at two one.
1: What I was gonna say is, um, when I was searching for like universities, I just typed both of those subjects in, and it came up, and um, it came up with like about probably it didn't have that many. It only had about probably seven, and Kiel was one of them. So I spoke to a teacher at the time. I'm like, have you heard like have you heard of Kiel? Like, Where is that? So she did some googling for me, and then she's like, yeah, it's a decent university. It's like mid range. Like yeah, you should actually apply for it. it's a decent one. So I put it down as, as, as the one I, I didn't really plan on going there. you know when you get your five offers a friend of mine told me that um when you get your five offers, you should put um as your first choice the best university so I, I kind of searched the league table and then Kiel was the higher it was that like Oxford brook or Kiel? yeah, uh, so I put down that like, Keel and um I, I didn't choose Oxford brook because they wanted like quite high um had high, quite high requirements at the time, when I, which I thought. But
0: again, you've undersold yourself. I mean, who yeah. says you couldn't achieve that? Now I could have achieved it, but it would be more of a risk. Now I'm thinking about it. Sorry, so just to cut you there. Like, I mean, like, now I'm thinking about it. Did you feel that you? I mean, I feel like I oversold myself a little bit when I was younger because I was arrogant, but and I thought I was going to get straight A's because, of course, I fucking did. Yeah. But in your case, it sounds like. You might have undersold yourself because you're quite a talented person.
1: But um, what's so it? I could have gone to a high university if I just did business studies. I could have gone to like quite high. I could have. The only reason why I went to Kiel was because I wanted to do the both subjects. If I wanted to just do business studies or business management or economics or finance, I could have gone to a high university. I could have gone to maybe a top twenty because I had like three hundred and seventy UCAS points. So cause I did have. I did quite. I did uh, technically four A levels with like quite high grade so that going going um going to a decent university would have been easy but I kind of went down a bit just just because I wanted to do the subject
0: no yeah because I mean I, I remember like being going around here and I, I mean this was 10 years ago so it's probably not the say now but um the first whenever we met people we would say so what was your first choice and they'd give you a different university's name <laughs> um so Kiel was kind of like this little net that kind yeah. of took in all the Misfits and actually made quite something of us. Um, Anyway, so we're going back to like sort of um, feeling stuck with our careers. Um, So, with that, I feel that for me at the moment, um, with my career now, um, my industry is in decline and it's very difficult to gauge because I've interviewed people like Jon Snow and um, we've asked them questions and they've all said stuff like uh, it's not what it used to be, but he's at the top of the game um, on. In a very sort of in the same game, but his experiences are very different because the 80s were different and the 90s were different, and journalism was different. So, um, to me, even though we do more as journalists now than these people ever did, and um, they were journalists, um, it's quite difficult uh, because uh, what I'm trying to say, um, because everyone's we're hemorrhaging people. Um, mm. BBC are cutting 440 jobs. We um we've got this whole casual rota thing, but there's no jobs going for a, for like we weren't okay. So they just took into took, took in a new guy as a permanent member of staff, but we didn't get offered any contracts internally. So just casuals.
1: So that sounds interesting. So do you, do you would you consider yourself on a sinking ship? And if you are on a sinking ship, what is your next move?
0: Well, that's the problem I'm having, and it's a problem I've always had throughout my life is that. Um, I know that I want to be a journalist, but I don't know what type. Um, yeah. One of the reasons I'm attracted to journalism, one of the reasons I was attracted to, you know, everything I've done is because there's a lot of scope. Um, yeah. There's a lot of time to change your mind a little bit and wiggle into the right place over what, the course of your career.
1: What about doing something for your own self, like, like um, interviews and stuff like that? What about, Also, we're doing the podcast and I think you have a great voice for it.
0: A lot of people say, like, radio might work. Start uh-huh? something
1: yourself, if you can get some interesting interviews out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, the money is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, with, with media, I mean, even if the big brands are struggling, like Facebook sucks up like 90% of our revenue. Mm. Um, now, um, not to make it too topical, but right now there are a lot of companies leaving, um, Facebook saying that it's about race. It's not, um, that's more about, um, corporations eating each other and Facebook's a huge corporation and they're saying basically like if we don't give you the money, and we can make an excuse why not to, instead of just bankrupting you evilly, then fine. But what they're doing is they're actually harnessing the Black Lives Matter movement, saying that they're not doing enough about hate speech, which, by the way, they haven't been doing for twenty for 10 years. Everyone's known that Facebook is on a tightrope between free speech, which I do believe in, and just shutting down bullshit. Um, but then where do you draw the line on bullshit and free speech? So... Um, it's a huge difficulty, and I can understand why they've dragged the heels on it because I would if I was in their position. Um, I would definitely not want to go there, and especially, but their platform's too powerful. They do suck up a lot of revenue, they make billions and billions of dollars, which we're not making, and that's why news is suffocating. Um, so of that very small pie, that 10% that's left of from what Facebook have given us, uh, sorry, of what, for what Facebook haven't got, we are doing our best. Um, mm. And even pages like uh, the Mirror or um, you know, the Daily Mail, they're still doing their best to try and get as much advertising in as they can. Um, that's why there's ad blocker sensors and things like that, because again, they don't get the money for it. Um, but people don't want content that's not free. Mm. I wouldn't pay two quid for the Times newspaper yeah. this week. Well, about something um,
1: on YouTube, like interviews on YouTube, or I don't know, or some sort of news thing on YouTube.
0: Yeah, but again, I mean, uh, you really—do you want to sit through a two-minute advert just to watch a, a film that you don't know anything about?
1: Depends. I watch a lot of crap on YouTube just because it's, it's interesting.
0: Sure. See, I've got an ad blocker that stops yeah. that kind of crap, yeah. um, just because I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. And not, not know, the
1: ads. Um, I don't. I don't like because I, I use the apps. So I use the um, YouTube app so...
0: Yeah, but the uh, YouTube app still has ads. Now. Yeah,
1: but because you, because you're so used to using the app, you kind of just bear the five second clip. And you just
0: oh, see, it. I watch YouTube on my laptop, and I just oh, don't. do. You?
1: That's kind of old school.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'm yeah. old. I can't, um, I can't
1: remember the last time I went on a computer to watch YouTube.
0: I just sit on my laptop, just on my tummy, just like sitting there going, Ugh, all this history and stuff. Like that. I'm. I'm just sitting there bringing in the history of vids. I, don't, I fall asleep to someone telling me about like, some war that the Dutch fought with wagons.
1: I have a um, laptop, but I only use it for work. I don't use it for like, I don't use laptops. I don't I'm not really, I use my phone for more things at the moment, especially YouTube. But yeah, what I'm yeah, saying is...
0: A lot of consumers actually is that 90% of the stuff that comes to my particular, um, my line of work, is coming from phones. And um, our industry isn't adapting fast enough because mm. um, the people at the top aren't really rooted in what's going on. Um, they're not. They're not interested because they are in a different planet. Yeah, um, oh. and that's no criticism. That's saying that you know, like if I was, you know, if, if my schedule was filled up with be with meeting Lord bloody Blah, I wouldn't really have time to figure out what somebody who I had nothing in common with was doing. Mm. And, you know, those people are the majority, and that's why you ended up with Brexit. It's why you ended up with mm. um, you know whatever. I mean, name one. Yeah, um, I've kind of gone from a really major tangent there. Yeah, to go back on point. So.
1: Have <laughs> have you considered like what's the next move?
0: I mean, I just want like, simple human rights, like a contract and the guarantee of work the next month.
1: The thing about with career, I think everything in life changes, and I think you have to, you can't just expect. Oh, I want things to go back to the olden days where sit where we did where, where people bought um newspapers. I think you have to sort of make provisions in your life to sort of to move with the times. No, I... are, you, are you considering any career changes or like? Also, like you want to be a journalist but are you consider what to do next in terms of like, okay, then i will give me a contract. Maybe I can build something myself. And, well, and I mean, that.
0: I think that, yeah. I mean, one of the major problems that I have is that um, first, I've always wanted to be an author. Yeah. Uh, I've got a book that I've been writing for a while, um, but I've ignored it because when you write for a living, your so, hobby, if your hobby writing, you're writing for a living, then it's a bit no, difficult. To get back let me stop to
1: you. Let me stop you right there quickly. So um, how far have you gone into this book?
0: Um I've written eight chapters, but my okay. mate's just come back to me like I need- oh, no, no. and I've written the bones of it. So the story's there. Yeah. Um the um the ideas are there. All I have to do is go through it and okay. just flesh it out and okay. then actually just elaborate on it. And I, I when I say the ideas, I mean um some of those chapters are already three, three, four pages long. Okay. Um, so this needs to be turned into twelve pages. Um, and, and then, um
1: like, next question is um what do you need once you've completed it to get this out there?
0: After that, there's an extensive process. So um, you don't just sort of write something, throw it at anybody. You need to figure out who to throw it at, which I've kind of done a bit. Do you mean I like, a editor, you mean like an
1: editor or some sort of publishing yeah. company or something like that? that yeah, that, writing
0: it's nothing. Um, yeah. Writing it is only the first step. Yeah. So...
1: who do you need to Uh, get The
0: one who's like an award-winning journalist she well she's award-winning as of last thursday congratulations Le -le -le lecrienne you absolute sausage well done um very proud of you for winning that award um i won't go into detail because i don't want to sort of end up with a very pink angry french lady at me but yeah love you um shout out Mm -hmm. um anyway she's never going to hear that um my point is that with She's looking over it for me because um, she's a foreign national. As I just said, she's French. And yes, so yes. she spots the grammatical points that I wouldn't necessarily see. And because she's a third party, she's able to sort of look through it and say, "Ah, oh, this this doesn't make sense. So yeah. I automatically do her her accent, which is kind of comical um, so, for me. So, so she's like
1: an editor or something? Or she gets...
0: No, she's, oh. a, she's a journalist just like me. She's trying to okay. me. Um, so, she just, so, wrote, she yes.
1: just, so she would just essentially um, proofread your... your um... Yeah, she
0: has done. She went through it. And, I, and there were so many little mistakes that I didn't block yeah. Because yeah. when you're writing something like a book, um, yeah. it, it's your own world. And you're just sitting there trying to sort of go through your own world. I, I don't know about you, but when I was little, I used to play these little Lego figures. And I'd make my own story up. But because not just because of the condition that I occasionally have. Yeah. Uh, or not occasionally, I do. I mean, it's permanent, but not because of my condition or anything like that. But actually, it's not a condition. It's just because mm. I have ADHD.
1: Um, so, so to like move on again, what's the step after getting your friend to look at your... Um, your so book?
0: once it's all ironed out, we yeah. send it again to publishers, but we need to find the right publishers. So the next step is to actually research publishers, find out who to speak to, find out yeah, who I'm the cool. appropriate person so, to send yeah. your message to is.
1: So the publisher is the person that gets your book into the store, essentially, right? Are they mm-hmm. the ones that will pay you that like, give you an advance or something? Are they, sort you? of.
0: Um, well, hopefully. So if they give you an advance, then you're lucky. But most publishers nowadays, uh, especially smaller publishers want to see the whole book as yeah. it is.
1: Yeah. So say you wrote this entire book. It's like brilliant. You take it to the publisher. Do are they, and they like it? They, they, they Would they be the ones that will give you the money? And then, yeah. So they, they,
0: they, they take it on. They pay you. Um, per, I mean, like, what Amazon do is they pay you like sort of real shitty. So they take like, I think you get paid like 10% from Amazon because mm. they fuck you. Yeah. Um, and I was on WordPress. I mean, the, I've got this, um, I wrote a bunch of poems called the positivity versus when I was going through a breakup a while back and that's actually all right. Um, but it's something I've unpublished since because no one except for my friend will bought it and he paid 15 quid for it. And I was like, Oh my God. Um but yeah, he just paid it because, you know, you knew that I was unemployed. So, um, bless him.
1: so now, okay, that's that's one step. Could you do it independently? Just release it yourself without a publisher? Yeah,
0: but um, that's what I, I interviewed this woman who did. She paid for 500 copies and it's been three years and I saw her book in my local, um, it just, just sitting in my local post office. And I mean, I've got a copy of a book that she gave me and it's been sat under my bed. Mm. Um.
1: Do you know how much that roughly cost, and how much like quite a lot it? of money,
0: like five hundred, six hundred quid. She said. I mean, I like, know, but I mean, like, it costs a lot of money to publish these books because in got total, to in total, yeah, I mean, it
1: costs a shit ton. It's not huh? that
0: much money, considering. Well, that, I don't either. know how much it costs, but it cost a. Sh- but she had like five hundred of these books, and they cost. They don't cost a quid each. They cost oh, a shit yeah. ton. Yeah, I think she spent like five grand or something oh, like that yeah. on it. Yeah, but the <laughs> thing is, you get so engrossed in your own story, mm. and um, you get so engrossed in everything that you. You know, you end up investing heavily in something that isn't necessarily worth what you think it is. Mm. And I think that, again, that kind of like sort of goes full circle with um, the skill set you present and the feeling that you have of yourself as a writer. Um, and I don't know if this applies to other careers. I think it probably does. But I mean, like with, okay, for example, with being a lawyer, it's easy because you know how many, you can tally up how many cases you've won, yeah. how many major battles you've fought. And how many you've won. Um, and that makes you a good lawyer. As a doctor, your kill death ratio probably does mm. add to your confidence as a doctor. If you've killed more than twelve people, you're probably not that great. If yeah. you've killed like so if you've saved seven thousand people and only killed ten, you're done great. Um, you know, they like, and it sucks for those ten, but you know, seven thousand people's a bet anyway, I digress. But as a journalist, I think, as a writer, it's interesting.
1: I think the interesting thing about something what, like what we do and what you do, like like when I say we do, like in, the, in terms of the podcast and um, what you do in terms of being a journalist, it kind of is not about you being good at what you do, it's just about being popular. Yeah.
0: Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like politics.
1: Yeah, it's just like music as well. Like the, the biggest artist is not necessarily the best artist. The best artist, probably somebody oh. in the basement somewhere playing a guitar, is probably the best artist in the world, but like not the biggest. It's all about popularity.
0: I agree with you, and I think yeah. that I mean. Don't get me wrong, Ed Sheeran's fucking fantastic, but yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure that he's not. I mean, as he will probably, you know, as he said, um, there's probably a hundred thousand singer songwriters just like me. Yeah, so going
1: twice. back on point with careers and everything. So um, sorry, yeah. We're talking about you publishing, self-publishing, possibly.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Self-publishing. Yeah, there's no point. Um, yeah. You need to get something. And also, you can't guarantee that it's going to be good. You can't guarantee it's going to sell. Mm. Because you can write, even if you can write beautifully well, I mean, like, you still have to have a publicist that's also equally as competent. And that's hard to find. That's why they get paid shit tons. that's mm. um, why we don't. Um, because they understand what works for people. Do you think
1: there's another way to pursue it, Like in terms of like another angle, in terms of... Um... Well, this is what influencers
0: are um you need to find the cheapest way and the cheapest most effective way to promote the thing that you want to sell yeah um so it must be another
1: there must be another angle like could you incorporate youtube or something like
0: that well in what like a book yeah unless i can get stephen fry to read it i'm fucked
1: oh like i don't know like i don't know what it's about or could you be like um that have some sort of YouTube story, break it up that way, make well, it yeah, interesting? Yeah, but then
0: again, I mean uh, that's a bit boring, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, like and after I've done my sub story about me, middle class lad PS, did I mention off winter thirty? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like then yeah. I mean, this is the problem that, well, this is exactly going back to what we said about like, you know, sort of figuring out your dreams, is actually figuring out the reality of your dreams. Um, yeah. my dream, for example, being our author, I'd love to go and do some stand-up work or something like that. I will never grace the stage. Well, I won't grace the stage for a while, because um, I know that I'll get up there and get stage fright. But because like, <laughs> the expectation is very different to what's in your imagination, yeah. um, and the reality is very different to what's in your imagination. But equally, yeah, um, I know that I can write quite well. I know that I'm quite socially competent. Yeah, I know that this this format, for example, is not a problem for me to talk on, whereas for some people it might be a bit weird. Yeah, um, but. I mean, in terms of um, actually being able to sell myself, I wouldn't know how much I was worth. I mean, for example, in the right hands, our podcast is worth millions. Mm. Um, And particularly if it was promoted properly, um, if it had, which probably would be my job. Um, But, (laughs) you know, then,
1: sorry. Whoops. It's actually very interesting that you mentioned that. So let's talk about it. So um, I was watching the Rogan podcast the other day. I don't know if you watch Effie for Family. God, what's his name the guy that does a voice for effort from family on um on netflix at the moment if it's not He's, lucky wait so hold on let me see if i get his name up but anyway he was just talking about people who who um do podcasting and how you have all these people in like hollywood coming to like fuck them over and stuff so there's a lot of people that like promote podcasts that w- would want you to um because for anybody listening, now, if you watch the Joe Rogan podcast, he just he, he just um licensed it to Netflix for about $150 million. Yeah, for, he did great. For, yeah, for three years. So, But yeah, they, they were pretty much talking about how people in Hollywood want to buy that like, podcast in an early stage where it hasn't blown up yet. So they can give you like a shitty deal and take a part yeah. of your take a part of your podcast, like 50%, 25%. You haven't
0: said no to a million dollars. Marlon, look at me. Have you said <laughs> no to a million dollars?
1: Have I secretly sold a podcast for a million dollars? Yeah, he's it's like, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Hobby still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it as a hobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think the guy's name, name? is it Frederick Blur or Burr? He does the voice. Yeah, up. it doesn't matter. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, he's talking about, yeah, just like, yeah. These, these companies will help you in the short run in terms of getting your podcast out there. Like, but after like year two, it's kind of you're the one doing all the work. So if you kind of give them a percentage of your podcast, you're paying them essentially forever. Even if they are not... You're paying them? Yeah, because you've, you've given them a part of your podcast. So even if you get rid of them, and they still forever have a percentage, like say it's 25%, they still got that regardless if they're working on it or not. So
0: so they just become stakeholders in podcasts yeah because they treat you as like any yeah, other business
1: yeah because it's the same thing will happen to artists people find artists at an early stage in their career where they like have no money give them a small amount of money
0: yeah and, i mean like whoever invested five grand in ed sheeran when he yeah, was just starting was yeah, exactly
1: so like yeah but you have a that person had to work at it yeah so like for example say somebody was to give us like say 10 grand that's to us that would be a lot of money now, but like if it was making millions now we've sold that fifty percent for like ten grand or something stupid. And now this is yeah, gonna make a shit that's yeah. business. Yeah, that's, that's how not, that's not
0: because they're stupid. That that's yeah. because that's what happens with any business. Mm. They're stakeholders and therefore yeah. they make money when we make money. Yeah, exactly. um, then ultimately you work for your stakeholders, which yeah. is why the rich will always win because it's not like you don't make money from yourself you make money off the sweat of the back of other people, yeah so like you know for example if if i'd uh you know like, if anyone had invested in apple um all they have to do is put like three hundred dollars into Apple yeah. when it started up, and they'd be worth billions now yeah right like millions now um maybe even billions worth a trillion dollars so I mean, you know, just by i mean spending the right penny at the right time is a huge gift, yeah, but it's but it's having that penny to spend, yeah. and that's why people like us don't ever get to be you know like stepping onto yachts and shit like that unless we're invited, um not because we don't earn that yacht but because someone else. Has made that money. It does seem I think it, that that's what's fundamentally wrong about life. Yeah, it does
1: seem like for somebody like coming from like my background, especially or even yours, where like you don't have a lot of money backing behind you. It, it does yeah. feel like you need to, to get fucked in the beginning just to get back to get to the top. Yeah, you, know, so you need the, to get fucked the over. I mean,
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the whole capitalism point. I mean, like, what we really need to see, actually, is this entire society, is the fact yeah. that the stock market itself shouldn't exist. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't be, make any sense. It makes yeah. no sense. Okay, for example, like, if 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 I made a company, and let's say we built this company now as off point at of 30, Yeah, and, and we do great, then we should be the ones who make the money because yeah. we've done the work. Yeah. It shouldn't be us making the money, and then someone who... Invested 200 pounds in buying us in a microphone to start with, makes that money. He should make 200 pounds and then yeah. you're done with it. And like, look, here's your money back, mate. Thanks for the investment. But they invented the stock market so that so that we could end up, you know, paying them more. yeah and that's what's really weird. Like the be... old best man, that's his job. His job yeah. is to sell yeah good investments.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, like to be like a rich kid, like you say your dad's a millionaire or billionaire where you can just be free not to get fucked over. Your dad's willing to give you an X amount of money to start a business, and you you don't have to like get fucked over by a, a, like a large corporation or anything. And you have that name association as well, where you can just kind of be like, no, I'm not gonna take, I'm that not gonna complex. get fucked. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna get fucked over. Well, I, mean, I don't, I don't need your minimum your million pound or million dollars that fuck off that's that like donald trump said like yeah. you know a
0: teen tiny loan of a million dollars and then i made my life yeah. if i had a teen tiny loan of a million dollars you know what i'd do yeah sit on that million dollars and give it to my brother because he'd know how to invest it yeah. but, but that's the point he'd know how to invest it he'd know yeah. how to give it to somebody else to make money from and then i just take the money from that person who i've never met never had any involvement with and the fact that my brother gave him three grand that that, that was my three grand
1: yeah. I think to summarize this episode is like never too late to um, make a career change. Um, although in life sometimes you feel like you're stuck in like a career path, but don't be scared to like to pursue something new or like try to build your own pathway. Like what which I'm sort of trying to do. Sort, sort of trying to if somebody's not going to give it to me, I'm going to try and make it myself as opposed to like just doing the things to transition away. I got uh, just take advantage of every like situation. We're, we're in lockdown now, we have a lot of free time, so try to work towards something that you really want to do.
0: So for me, um, in summary, it's very difficult for, to look for a new job because I'm quite busy my normal job. Um, so I find it very, very difficult to sort of move, to sort of have the time and have the effort to put in unless I'm unemployed. To, to find a new job, and I think that's something that's always held me back. And also, then there is the whole sort of selling yourself thing, um, which I know that we're going to talk about later. Um, how about you, Marlon?
1: So I think in summary, you kind of do feel like you're kind of stuck in the sort in a sort of role where you can't transition into a next role. Which kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, why, why can't you just go into another job role that interests you without yeah, having me- all this experience?
0: Yeah, and also I find that um, the, idea, the idea of being paid so much more for what I do is alien to me. So, for example, for t- the idea of being paid 70, 80, 100 grand mm. just for doing what, for my time, is bizarre. Um, even if it's valuable, even if it makes hundreds of thousands because people are in that, going out of their way to make sure that you don't see how much you actually earn them. Um, but I think, you know, I mean, like, I think that we f- will talk about that in a second.
1: And I think knowing your value is a very important thing in life. I think a lot of us don't know our value. We just kind of go with what we're told. But yeah, if you know your value, I think you could go a long way.
0: Yeah, I believe that as well. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, My name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And this has been Off Point at 30. Thank you for listening.
1: Bye.